right, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Release Hub. Release automates production-like ephemeral environments in your AWS or GCP accounts that are flexible to your architecture, allowing developers to spin up, update, and spin down ephemeral environments at will. Get started for free at t.ly slash k00y. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast, a place to talk all things software and technology. I am your host, Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow, certified worst coder in the world. I am joined, as I often am, by my colleague, Ryan Donovan, who heads up our blog and our newsletter. And today, Ryan, what are we going to be chatting about? Internal stuff, right? We're going to chat with some folks from the company? Yeah, we're going to be talking with a couple folks from our platform team. And we're going to be talking about changes to the inbox and what it's like uh, building our our public platform. Very cool. All right. So this is what it's like at Stack Overflow. This is where all the genius, the magic happens. So without further ado, please welcome to the show, Radic and Kobe. Both of you, welcome to the show and uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. So Kobe, let me start with you because I, initially I had reached out to you. Tell folks who are listening a little bit about who you are how you kind of got into the world of software and technology and, and what it is you do now at Stack Overflow day-to-day. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, my name is Kobe, born in Nigeria, grew up in Texas, but I've been living in Dublin, Ireland for the past six years. And I've done literally everything on the face of the sun before getting into tech. I've done being a waiter, worked in a hospital, a cable guy. My family wanted me to be a doctor, but luckily I found... I found technology and I started my career at Samsung uh, as a process engineer in Austin, Texas. Then I found Facebook where I was a software developer for about a year before moving to Dublin and joined as a project manager. While I was there, I found product management and got into products. After that, I moved on from uh, Facebook and I joined a startup in Nairobi, Kenya. The pandemic happened in 2020. I was one of the casualties, lost my job moved back to Dublin, and I joined Google as a product support manager. And while I was there, I got recruited by Microsoft as a senior PM. I spent about 18 months there and joined Stack. Now I'm a senior PM at Stack on the community products uh, team, working with Radic, where we're trying to build uh, you know, features to add value to the community, both on the question, in the Q&A workflow, for the people asking questions, people answering the questions, the moderators, the curators. So I've been here about four months and so far it's been fun. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, that's a, a whirlwind tour through the fan mag tech titans you took. And uh, sounds like you had a lot of interesting stops along the way. So very cool. Radic, how about yourself? Give folks a quick flyover, how you got into this world, what you've done, and uh, yeah, what are you doing today at Stack Overflow? Yeah, my story is quite more straightforward. I was into math and programming since, since I was tiny and I picked up programming as soon as I could. Afterwards, I've been uh, working in different software companies in Poland. After that, I moved to Austria and now I'm working from Austria with Stack Overflow. Over the years, I grew to specialize myself and to love those areas like um Test-driven development, behavior-driven development, and uh, domain-driven design. I'm super happy to be able to follow those, especially in in a place like like Stack Overflow. So for me, when I when I heard that I can join Stack Overflow, that was something really great because I was using this product since basically years, and to be able to work with those people and affect like literally every programmer in the world that's that's something huge. 
So why don't we talk a little bit about the sort of new feature that you pushed out? There was an announcement in all hands. That's what kind of caught my attention. I reached out to Kobe and he said, yeah, we'd love to talk about it, but you got to have Radic on. You know, he was played a big part in this. What was the feature that you pushed? And yeah, then we can sort of dive a little bit into like, why did we decide to build this in the first place? And what did it take to, to really make it happen? Yeah. So what we focused on was to give the users more control over the inbox. So we had the feeling, okay, the inbox is part of the critical communication with, uh, with our users. Basically, everything, if something happens on your post or someone wants to uh, react to your Twitter staff on, on Stack Overflow, then, well, basically, almost always you get the inbox notification. Yet, whenever you open the, the, the inbox, you, uh, well, everything is marked, marked as red and you lose that information. That uh, was a mm. like, huge pain for users for long years. We are lucky to have uh, Yakov on our team, which is like an expert in uh, all staff uh, community. And uh, basically, he pointed out that that's a big pain, especially for our most active users. And yeah, we use the opportunity that we as developers have have the freedom to pursue some of such projects, community-driven projects, right? So that was something that was that was driven bottom up, mostly by Yakov. I took part, to, I took a big part of the in the implementation, but really big thanks to to Yakov, to Brenton, to to Ellen on our team who really driven that, uh, like recognized the need and 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 driven that uh, that project business wise. For folks who don't know, Yakov has been on the podcast before. We, I think maybe has blogged for us, but he is an OG stacker. I think at this point he might be like in the top 10 of people who've been working here. So he knows where all the bodies are buried and how to get around uh, the monolith. And yeah, certainly the right person if you want to fix up something that's been painful for the community for a long time. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, I wanted to ask Kobe how you, you thought about actually changing this feature. You know, anything else that has notifications if I have five of them and I click on it, it would erase <laughs> everything. That would be a huge pain. Yeah, I just joined when, when this was going on. Like that was like my first or second week there. And we have this thing at Stack, what we call grad projects. So when you join, we tell you go work on something you, you know, some pain you want to fix. It's not usually supposed to be sent shit to prod. But in this situation, you know, with the support of Yakov and Brendan, the previous PM, this need has been there for 10 plus years. If you go on Meta, where most active users are, they've been asking for such features for a while. And Yakov pointed Radek in that direction. And I saw the designs. Everything looked great. And I'm like, why are we not shipping this? I know this is not supposed to leave the walls of stack, but this is production ready. We should definitely push it through. Uh, so all I had to do was just be a support and do some influence in the back end with the senior leadership team. But all credit goes to Yakov, Radek, and Brandon because I was literally two weeks in at Stack when I launched this feature. So for me, it was just a, a quick win. As someone joining the team, you want to get some wins on your butt. So to me, that's really what it was. So I'm grateful to have that opportunity to just push it through across the finish line. This is what a true product manager does. They come in and say, oh, this product's already finished. Now I'm just going to take credit for it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Radic, was this your grad project? Yes, that was uh, that was my grad project. Basically, uh, spent like a few weeks uh, developing the, the grad project. Like, is this is this idea like viable at all? Right, and then we spent a little bit more time to 
possible to have something, you know, halfway ready. And we immediately went on and, uh, and got the feedback from, uh, from communities. So that's also like, like something that I really, really liked that basically immediately when mm-hmm. we had something, it wasn't production, but anything with where, where we can get already feedback, we involve the community in. About that uh, feedback from the community, I know they are free and, and generous with their feedback. How has it been getting the sort of hits on meta from everything you do? We appreciate the community a lot. Like We're basically a community organization. So getting all that feedback is very helpful for the work that we do internally. It helps us prioritize what it pains is, how to you know decide what comes next in our roadmap. And in this situation, the minute we launched it, the community went crazy. They're like, wow, you know, sounds that stacks actually listening to us. Like, thank you. have been asking for these forever. So it was uh, incredible to see uh, the reception we got uh, from the community. But again, Radek can add more to, to that. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to add like my personal feelings about it because I was, I'm really appreciative and I'm really happy about, about the feedback. We got uh, a lot of not only like thanks and help, but also like really important inputs that helped us improve the the final version. So that was that was really great that uh, that people were so so eager and so active into um, in helping us. Yeah, like since then I see it on on all the projects we do. That was just like the first experience when uh, when I've seen such an engagement from the community. So I know, yeah, we you know have to be a little bit careful about what we say, but can y'all walk us a little bit through the ins and outs of how a feature like this gets built? You know, how does it interact with the old Stack Overflow monolith or with some of the new stuff you know that we've been trying to move towards? And you know, as you went along, was this something that you know from the beginning it was clear how to do it, or were there twists and turns trying to figure out the right way you know to make this change and you know sort of benefit the community? Stack's been around for almost 15 years. There's nothing you build that's just simple. I, sometimes it looks simple on the face <laughs> of it, but once you, you know, the devil's in the right. details. And this one, for example, like I said, I was new, so I've never heard of Area 51. So someone's like, hey, this is not going to work on Area 51. It's breaking Area. I'm like, what's that? Isn't that some myth people talk about online? Apparently there's a page on Stack where it's <laughs> Area 51. And, it, you know, <laughs> Yakov takes me there. He's like, right. God, this is what that looks like. It's like a time capsule. Right. So what I had to do as a product person was like, all right, we have to change the content. Say, this does not apply to Area 51. And also Teams is a brand new section of stack. I'm like, well, we can't launch that on Teams. Okay, this does not apply to that. So we need to check all these edge cases and all these sites in the Stack Exchange platform that this can actually work on. And then we have to make sure there's no regression. So there was a lot of testing, even after the code was complete, took maybe a month of testing uh, internally and trying to break it, trying to find these edge cases. And and even after all of that, you know, when you launch something, people are like, well, I want the old feature back. I'm like, but you've been asking about this for 10 years. You know, so there's never any easy way to launch anything, but we do our best after code completion to try our best to check that it works on all stack exchange sites or start one way and then scale it out over time. But that's from the product right, right. and user experience side of things. Things could have been worse. We actually, you actually could have broken the alien containment site uh, run by the U.S. government. That would have been really bad. I think that's been broken recently. <laughs> With all the balloons we're seeing lately, who knows where that's coming from? It's true. If you check out uh, the Stack Exchange about skeptics, you'll find some interesting information there. Radic, from your side, yeah, what did this look like? What kind of work had to be done? Was there anything interesting you'd like to touch on, or you know, stuff that made it possible to do? 
as Kobe said, without breaking things and also hopefully easy to you know maintain or improve in the future. Yeah, like let's start this way. Uh, after I started this project, I uh, realized like there are reasons why this functionality was not touched in so many years. This is a really old code, which is not up to our current standards, right? And that's also something that we investigated here. For now, we focused on, on really shipping the functionality to the customer. So for example, we for now spurred the things like migrating the code from JavaScript to TypeScript, modularizing it, right? That's something that, that we really strive to do now at Stack Overflow to, to keep our UI modern or modernized, right? The, the older parts. But uh, yeah, for now, for now, that was that was really challenging to uh, a get around the the old parts of the code, and also what what was a big challenge is keeping it compatible between all the sites because basically Inbox is a global feature. It's displayed on Stack Overflow, Stack Exchange, Chat, Area Fifty One. And all those sides are slightly different, right? Even if they use the same stack, which is not always the case, they have their own quirks and we needed to adjust and adapt to be able to, to you know, ship it because, yeah, it's, it's, it's great if we improve the inbox on Stack Overflow, but it won't work if we break it at the same time on Stack Exchange or on chat, right? So that was, a, that was one of the big challenges. Yeah, we, we've done a couple posts uh, sort of talking about our legacy code and modernizing it. We, we did a lot of uh, static variables and really optimized for speed at the expense of some best practices. We did a, a blog post with Roberta about it. Can you talk about some of the the challenging pieces that, that we're looking to modernize at some point? Yeah, one of the uh, things is what you said. Uh, also, Inbox has a lot of uh, static variables. And not only that, they have to be separately man- maintained in each of the products, right? So, for example, there right. is a static var- there are static variables in Stack Overflow. But uh, we also need to handle the same parameters on Stack, Ex- Stack Exchange or Chat. And uh, what's even more, sometimes they are only available on... Stack Overflow, which means that, for example, in Stack Exchange, we need to adjust to the fact that something is not available and just assume a default value. Another thing is a challenge with Stack. So there was a lot of work put in recent years uh, into putting like a Stacks library, library of UI components, uh, which are available just out of the box to use in our products. Uh, yes, but uh, for example, they are not available on Stack Exchange or Chat, which means that we need to introduce this new functionality on Stack Overflow, but make it backwards compatible with Stack Exchange and, and Chat. Right? Those are the things that, that we'll be looking over time at. But uh, yeah, at the moment, those were the challenges that we just needed to go through. We, we made it compatible, but for example, we didn't. It's, it's not exactly the same functionality which we offer on chat or Stack Exchange on Stack Overflow at the moment. Yeah, I think some of that the, the front end variable work you're talking about led to or came from our filters, April Fools from last year. Let us be very modular with the front end. Yes, that's always our plan is to. Uh start with an April Fool's joke, but turn it into something that pays big dividends for uh, product and engineering down the road. 
So yeah, I, I guess what's the feedback been like from the community? Are there things that you know you had to res- like sort of adapt quickly to, or things that you've heard from the community that you plan to put into sort of future iterations or you know evolutions of this? Yeah, immediately after the launch, uh, we got a lot of feedback. I mean, after Radek did a great job of you know getting the collating that feedback, categorizing it, did a design thinking workshop on how we want to prioritize the fixes or the suggestions. And me as a PM, since we have to balance that with all the initiatives we have going on, we had to prioritize lower regressions and try to fix that right away. Like, for example, some people wanted the old functionality back. They've been using it so that way for so long. They're like, no, we want it back. We're used to it being that way. We don't mind that. So that was something that we had to go back and try to fix. And there was some, you know, some slight uh, changes and there was some slight, some improvements that the, that the community suggested that we have to go look through how to fit it in with, you know, within our roadmap. So we did get quite uh, a lot of feedback um, qualitatively that we'll be using to prioritize new features there. Quantitatively, we saw a boost. We saw about 30% more inbox open since, since when we launched the product. So to us, we, that was a sign of success. You know, if we get anything like 5-10% improvements, that's really good, but we saw 30%. So it was well received by the community based on the quantitative and qualitative feedback that we received. Now that this is, is out the door, what are you excited to, to dig into from here? We have a lot going on. Uh, Inbox, like I said, started as a grad project. We want to keep investing in that space, but we have to balance with all the big initiatives that we have going on, like, you know, staging grounds. We're about to launch our beta to tomorrow, actually. And, uh, and after that, we'll be looking into, you know, launching the MVP. And then we're also doing discovery and what new stuff to, to launch. We just finished a design thinking workshop with last couple of weeks so there's going to be some initiatives that come out of that that we're going to be focusing on but angie on i'm trying to build the roadmap in a way where we can do multiple initiatives concurrently inbox improvements would just be one of those things we're going to keep improving as we get feedback and iterating on but there are bigger things that we would need to drive more value for more people inbox is used by a very small subset of our users where our staging ground touches a lion's share of our users which are the new first-time askers asking questions. So we still got to look at other opportunities of other personas uh, on the platform that we need to listen to that haven't been, you know, that have a lot of uh, needs for us to, to fix. One thing that I think should, shouldn't be underestimated, it's often sold like part of staging ground as threaded comments. So that's also something that, uh, that we invest in and uh, We'll try it out in staging ground first, but later on, if it works well, then uh, we'll think about putting it on the main side. So yeah, the, the concept is quite simple. Like I don't know on on, on Facebook or on Reddit, uh, basically you have you will have an option to reply to a concrete comment. They will be also uh, styled like that. So yeah, like we have quite some quite some initiatives, mostly attached at the moment to to staging ground. But yeah, there is a lot of exciting stuff coming in. All right, y'all. Well, we are excited to see what comes next. And uh, yeah, for folks who are listening, if there's some little thing that's been bothering you, you know, you've been a Stack Overflow user for a while and you just need a fix, now you know who to pester. We'll get it done. (laughs) All right, everybody. It is that time of the show. I want to shout out someone who came on Stack Overflow and helped to spread a little knowledge save some information from the dustbin of history. Let's 
shout out a Socratic badge given to someone who asks a well-received question on a hundred separate days and maintains a positive question record. Hello, CW. Thanks for asking so many great questions and contributing so much to the Stack Overflow community. I am Ben Popper. I'm the director of content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper. If you want to give us some questions or suggestions about what we should have on the show, shoot us an email podcast at Stack Overflow. And if you like what you hear, why don't you leave us a rating and a review? It really helps. I'm Ryan Donovan. I edit the blog and the newsletter here at Stack Overflow. You can find the blog at stackoverflow.blog. Our comments are open. And if you want to find me on Twitter, if it's still working at this point, I'm at Arthur Donovan. Yeah, name is Kobe. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kobe, or you can find me on LinkedIn at Kobe Obi, uh, senior PM here at Stack Overflow. I'm Radek Markiewicz, I'm a senior software developer at Stack, been here for half a year. If you want to find me online, I guess either uh, Marados on Stack Overflow or uh, Radosław Markiewicz on LinkedIn. Very cool. And we'll include all those in the show notes for folks who are listening. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and we will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.